Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Taylor Bybee from Coaster Studios, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Jeff Tucker from Knott's Berry Farm, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge. Here are your hosts, David Cantu and Jenna Gazelle. Hey, how's it going, Jenna? Great. How's it going, Dave? It's going good. Going good. Happy beginning of October. Yay! <laughs> Just getting closer to Halloween. I love it. Yeah. Although I feel like Halloween's already been celebrated <laughs> since last month. We were all down in uh, here, in Ca- our whole team was down here in California, and we were all at Not Scary Farm not too long ago. Right. So, what, two, three weeks ago? <laughs> a week ago? God, it's been, it been, it's been that long. Has it been two, two weeks? Two weeks already? A week wow. and a half. A week and a half. Or, wow. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. close to two weeks. Yeah. It doesn't feel, like, it it doesn't feel like two weeks anymore, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, it's just, uh, well, it's like, well, how you been? Busy, busy with everything in school, busy. Yeah, so I hope everyone's having a good October. I hope everyone had a very productive September because we sure all did. Right. In fact, we're kind of live right now uh, with Andrew and Iva are also joining us right now. They're listening in and are also on the live chat, but they're just standing by because Jen and I are doing our, basically this is like our traditional episode. So yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Uh, we decided we wanted to do a live because we want to include everybody on board and uh, want to make sure that uh, we want the listeners to also have an opportunity to, you know, be able to see see us in person and ask us questions in along with the episode this time. So, Ooh, I look all but, shiny. huh? I look all shiny. Shiny. You know? <laughs> So we're live, we're live right here in the Coaster Challenge studio with Iva live in Ohio and Andrew is live down in Florida. And uh, so we are going to have a really fun, we got a really fun, exciting live episode for all you guys here today. But first, we are going, since we got the whole team together, we are going to do our tradition. We are going to do our Halloween version of the YouTube highlight clip of the week. Listen, your turn. Highlight clip of the week, Halloween edition. <laughs> All right, so this week's YouTube highlight clip of the week, um, I'm going to try and look it up while I'm on live with you guys. But Iva, since we got the whole team together, Iva actually shared this lovely YouTube clip leak with all of, with, uh, with the team today. Andrew is kind of new to it, but really the discussion is we're going to be discussing a little bit about Not Scary Farm because the YouTube highlight clip of the week that we're highlighting on this episode <laughs> is actually kind of cool because the YouTuber actually filmed Ghost Town in the fog in night vision. And it actually came out really awesome. But really, like, since we have the whole team here and we were recently at Not Scary Farm, Not Scary Farm is, like I said, it's one of the best haunts in the country that we've seen. Yeah. And 
This was Jenna's first time. This was Iva's first time being at Not Scary Farm this year to really see what Andrew and I have told them both that yeah. when you go through Ghost Town, you go through deep fog and, and you, you can't see anything in front of you. Yeah. And Andrew, like you guys have done it, but Michael had also done it too. So he was really excited about having me go through it for a first time. There's no such thing as a scare zone at Not Scary Farm. The entire park is one big scare zone. That's yeah, that's why up. they recommend no kids come to this event. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I just you survived. Well. You survived, Jenna. Just remember that. You survived. Right. So, Jenna, tell us how did you, I know you had a really funny experience, which we did discuss in one of our earlier episodes, though. So. Or that's coming later. Later. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to like stay with the three of you guys because um, you guys went off on a, a, a meeting with uh, some other. Um, with my staff. With my staff. Yeah, my staff. Yeah. So, nice like, I was with uh, Cadult TV with uh, Fernie D and Sarah, and we went through Ghost Town. And Sarah was on her her little the little uh, scooter, and one of the one of the ghouls came up behind her, and she didn't realize it until like she turned around, and all you saw was just <laughs> darkness and fog, and we were just kind of laughing because it was just like the guy was chasing her. It was great. It was just funny as all get up. Okay, so I'm. I actually got the clip. We're just going to play a little bit of this clip because how the guy did it, he did it in night vision on his 4K camera. And it's, it's actually, it came out really cool with how, because mm -hmm. the lighting and everything that's inside in regular color, the night vision actually made it really stand out and it popped out. So that is just, an, just a taste of what Ghost Town's like and not scary fun. That's just a taste of it. I, I remember it being a lot more foggy. Yeah. It looks yeah. like it might still be like well, that twilight time. It's the twilight yeah. time where it's still part daylight. But when you're there at pitch darkness, especially toward closing, I walked through it the night when we were all there, when we were heading to Ghost Rider. And I will tell you, it was deep fog. I remember Iva and Jenna were both holding my hands as we were going through <laughs> Ghost Town. So. <laughs> No, I was holding on to Michael. <laughs> it was like a chain reaction almost. Yeah. So, but That's yeah, good. I mean, it was, I would say Ghost Town is probably one of the, one of the great hearts of the park for its theming for Ghost Town. And uh, they do an incredible job with the spider webs, the fog, the lighting, the scare actors. I will say Not Scary, Not Scary Farm did a great job this year with the scare actors. A lot of them in makeup. The Roaring Twenties area was actually pretty good. Uh, a lot of the mazes were really awesome. Um, I think Paranormal actually did Jenna in on this one. So, <laughs> so uh, David, do you want to? Do you want to? Because we're going to be talking about the California trip kind of later on in the live stream. Do you want to kind of hold off on more details yeah. till later? We'll hold off details, but I will say in this okay. clip, uh, the YouTuber, the Ghost Seeker, actually the 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 night vision was actually not too bad, showing the not scary front clip. So. Yeah. yeah, it was a good, it's a good video, good quality video. Yeah, in the fog. I kind of like how it made everything. The fog looked like kind of like a blue haze to it. Yeah. So, but anyway, guys, I will be putting this YouTube link in our show notes for you guys to be able to take a look at the full version of it because he also does some night 
uh, images as well, but it, he did a really good job, you know, highlighting this year's Scary Farm. But I have to say that was a really good YouTube highlight like clip, clip of, of the, the week. week. the YouTube highlight clip of the week. Halloween edition. <laughs> All right, so right now we are going to do our lovely, we got a wonderful episode for you guys, live episode today. So we've got quite an agenda today, Jenna. What do we got going on? So we've got our interview of uh, Boogie Bash, the Halloween, uh, Universal's Horror Night, uh, Orlando's Horror, Horror Night, and then us talking about the trip, and That's then... The storage facility being decorated and first ever coaster challenge podcast meetup in florida um is it hello scream hello scream that's correct scream. i just want to make sure i had that right no worries and then scream and stream media events right. so we yeah. got quite a packed packed thing um so right now the first part is uh I get to interview you and Iva about Oogie Woogie Night. (laughs) That was a fun night. It was the first ever Disney event for both me and Iva to take part of. It was really fun. Okay, Iva, what do you think? Well, I will tell you as a Disney fan, I absolutely loved it because you had multiple Disney characters interacting throughout the treat trails and also around the park and on the parade. So I absolutely love that. Um, as a parent, definitely, you know, it'd be a great time to get some free candy for your kids. But the only bad thing that David and I both noticed was the treat trails were just so long. There were several that were at least a couple hours long that if you really want, we wanted to do one actually, and it was over two hours for the wait to do one. Yeah, that was, that was the bad thing I thought about. And and I went to the Oogie Boogie Bash a week before Iva and I went out there and on, I went on opening day with Kid Doll TV and with Sarah and them and, and uh, it wasn't, the treat trails were not busy at like we saw the second week. In fact, but at least the ride times were all walk on in the park. We were able, we were able to walk on to everything. Everything. Web swingers, we were able to walk right on that. We didn't need a reservation like you do during the day. We were able to walk on to Radiator Springs Racers, which is a miracle because during the day, that's a minimum 120 minute plus wait to get on that ride. Uh, we got to do uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Credit Coaster. And Coaster. Soren, I mean, Soren, I say it was yeah. the longest we waited because they only had yeah. one screen running that night. They didn't have both. And uh, I was going to say that, but it was fun. I love the theming. I love how they had every villain. I even saw villains from the classic Disney cartoons from Robin Hood that were there, like Prince, Prince John. John and stuff. I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen that, uh, that character in a Disney park like ever. Um, so, and then the one thing I did get to do was I get to, I did do the Villains Trail, Villains Grove, where you walk through, which is Redwood Creek over by the River Raft Ride. And I got the ride. I didn't get a chance to experience it because the line was all the way out to the front of the park, which is almost like two miles long and uh, would have taken us all night just to just to go walk through a, a hiking trail. So we didn't get to do that part the second week, but 
I did. It was really cool, but okay. So did they have more characters at the village at the the villain um grove? Yeah. No, just oh. villains in general. All over the park. Like, versus what they had during the day at the park. At every well, yeah, because they're and the parade was all villains too that they had. And all, yeah. and all the and all the tree trails. Every tree yeah. trail they had like. 10 treat trails throughout the park and in the core of where you go to get your candy from people they have a villain designated for each treat trail so you had one area that had Corilla deville you had one that had leficent you had leficent and you had you had the other one dr facilier oh oh even the better one the better one that ivan i got to saw they even had the kid from toy story story sid he was an actual kid he had, yes, they put the yes. freckles on him, haircut. He was he had the braces. He was a spitting image of that of kid. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And if you guys don't like villains, they still had all of your favorite regular Disney characters. We saw Donald. We saw Goofy. We saw Jungle Book. Mickey we saw and Blue Minnie. and King. Yeah, Mickey and Minnie. I mean, so it wasn't just all villains. You still had your favorite heroines too. That's awesome. I I really want to go do it. It's just okay. Is it worth the money? That's a good question. I think so. I think, I think so. so. And I'll tell you why. <clears throat> the ride times are all walking. Exactly. Yep. I, we got to experience everything at California Adventure that night. And you're there half from hour 6 p.m. 6, 6 to midnight, 6 to 11. So 6 to 11. <laughs> and the longest we had to wait was, I think, was Web Swingers. Without the reservation, we only had about a half hour wait. And I think it was about that for Soren, maybe a little bit less. But like you yeah, said, we did. Guardi- yeah, Guardians was a five-minute walk-on. Radiator Springs that- was five minutes. And uh, that's the other thing, too. You got to do that event so you can do Monsters After Dark for Guardians of the Galaxy because it's I, only after a certain time period. Yeah, but I've seen the, the Guardians, the Monsters After Dark. I've caught that before, like when they switch it over. But it's more like, okay, so outside of the rides okay outside of going and being able to go on the rides is it worth the money to have like for my case me and mike for us to go do it because one we don't have little kids but i'm the one that's more of the disney fanatic it would be worth it in my view um if Mm -hmm. it's just two of you if you have a whole family i couldn't see it because really you can walk out of there with grocery bags of candy you oh could, I you could. I mean, kid all TV and them walked out with suitcases of candy on opening night because they were because the lines weren't so busy. The cast members would take handfuls and throw it in your bags. So if you so, go to every tree trail, you'll get your candy's money worth out of it. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, other- would you though? I mean, that's I mean, how much was it for the event for each ticket? was 125 bucks yeah that's a lot of candy for 120 dollars. i mean honestly i'm actually i look at it as (laughs) i know but i look at that 125 as part half of it being like a fast pass for me to get on every ride california adventure because how often can you walk on radiator springs how often can you walk on um guardians web swingers all that stuff. Web swingers, you have to have a reservation and you have to fight for that reservation during the day. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that the event and also they even had like little parties and stuff where they had like dessert areas and stuff and it was kind of cool. But they had every Disney character out in force during that event and it was fun. Okay, we're, we're But the- also they limit how many people can be in the yes. event because 
that's another thing I liked was the park wasn't as crowded. And no. I was able to enjoy the park because if you've ever been to Disneyland Resort on a busy day when the park is like a, you have to be a sardine in a can, it's not that enjoyable. It's not enjoyable when you're in a park that is just crowded with people. Ivan and I got to really, for her first time visiting California Adventure, she actually got to see a Disney park that wasn't super crowded, was able to walk on the rides. And we were, we, we went, I would say you and I got on every ride within two hours. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the other thing I love, too, is you got to see Disney California Adventure at night. So everything was lit up. It was beautiful, too, especially Pixar Pier. I loved Pixar Pier at night, all with the Ferris wheel lit up and everything, and the coaster, too. You, so have, to thing it, you have to see it when World of Color is. I would, you know, David, if you know. think alike, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, you have to come back, okay. Iva. Well, I will, okay. definitely. Okay. So I saw the pictures of Radiator Springs and I saw that the cars were gray. Were they still red or were they, did they switch them over to the gray? No, I think they were like every color. We had red, blue, yellow. Okay. So they were, so it's just the, the picture. They changed the color in the picture because I'd seen the picture you had posted of uh, you guys on that, and it was like the car was gray. And I was like, "Oh no, they're all oh, colored always. They're yeah. always colored." Yeah, yeah, we're all in now, colors. Now, the second time we went to ride Radiator Springs, the line had gotten a little bit longer. It was a forty-minute wait, and you know, me being the genius I am, we just—I just said, "Why don't we just do the single rider line?" And you and I got on the same car still, and we had no wait. Yeah, I think the single rider stuff—you get on it a little quicker, and it's not as long of a wait for a lot of those popular rides like cars or uh, the Matterhorn or any of the other ones that does single riders. Um, trying to think, cause I have yet to do this. And I I'm like kind of on that fence of do, do we pay the extra money to go, go do it? Cause we're not real big fans of, uh, of a lot of just going over there because we we only go over there for the coast for uh radiator springs and and credit coaster and then the drinks so it's just you know like as a first as a first time person like david said i felt like it was worth the money just because i was able to experience everything that first night I, that we were there for the event with no weights and normally at a normal day at california adventure you do have weights as we all know we are you know, trying to play the system with the fast lane and the reservation systems and everything. Yeah. So, so the after hours, the after hours events, so they're somewhat newer to Disneyland, but they're, they've been a fixture out here in Florida, you know, Magic Kingdom and some of the other parks as well at times. And I have a, you know, what you're saying makes total sense because I've been to at least one of these events before. Um, what, where it makes the most sense for people is people that don't go to the, the Disney parks a lot. They're here on vacation for their first vacation or only vacation to Disney World in a few years, and they want to maximize their time. And so people, for example, going to like Mickey's Not So Scary or Very Merry Christmas Party at Magic Kingdom, they won't even do a Magic Kingdom day during their trip. They'll do the other parks and then do the after hours party at Magic Kingdom. And they get like in a, just, you know, four or five hours, they get a whole Magic Kingdom experience doing all the rides yeah. with the short lines. So, yeah, I, the after hours events, they're great for the short lines. Like David said, the fast pass, so to speak. Okay. Do we have questions? 
Mark and Natalie from M&M Amusements asked how long of a ride is Radiator Springs or how long of a wait is Radiator Springs. That averages on a daily basis. Radiator Springs racers minimum is 120 minutes and it can get up to almost 200 minutes. That's one of the most popular rides in the park. Um, it's more popular than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because it's going to be more popular. Still going to be more popular than Web Swingers. Even during, the, even with like them having the reservation times now, it's still a seventy-five minute wait easily. Just on the fast just, lane. Yeah, just part. on that one part. So, yeah, yeah it, like I, I know, like I said, I think the first time it was like what, like a 10, 15 minute wait the first time we rode it, and then the second time. It had gone up to 40, and that's when we did single rider, and we kind of got on about 5 to 10 as well. I almost yeah. fell on my knees when I saw 10 minutes on Radiator Springs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, 10 <laughs> minutes. Really? Yeah. I've never seen – I wanted to take a picture of that because you you'll never have. see 10 minutes. Uh, I, mean, I would say – I would say know, that Radiator Springs racers – that Ivan and I went, everybody was focusing on the Halloween stuff. They were all on the mm-hmm. tree trails, the right. village grove. But people were uh, the parade and stuff, but the ride times the whole night were low. And mm-hmm. we got to marathon quite a few times on a lot of the rides. And I felt I got my money's worth because I was able to ride some of the rides you can't ride during a regular day more than once. You know, it's, like, day. it's almost like, could you imagine if Rise of the Resistance was over at California Adventure during this event? We'd probably be able to marathon that thing multiple times where you're right. only allowed to get it once or twice in a day. On a normal day at Disneyland, I would say that not only is Raider Springs Racers the most popular ride, at, you know, the, the longest line wait time at California Adventure. It's the longest of the entire resort. It is the most yeah. popular ride between the, the capacity. It's not the best capacity. And how popular it is. And it's an amazing ride. It's so much better than Test Track. So, yeah. 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 But I'll still look forward to riding Test Track when I go to Orlando. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 Test Track may not be as good, but it's still a great, great ride. So, it's a good runner up. It's a good runner up. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much Yes. So before we move on, David, we forgot to mention something at the beginning. I, I kind of want to do this earlier on in the live stream. You know what I'm getting at here. Yeah. So I um, want to announce uh, to all, all of our audience, both our live audience here, as well as anyone listening to the podcast here, um, we, uh, we uh, here at Coaster Challenge, we have been having a great season. We're about two-thirds through, two-thirds of the way through our first season here, about eight months in. And the response we're getting from our, our, our fans and our audience has been tremendous. And we're excited about the meetup coming up. We'll be talking about more later. But to the end of us actually, you know, having a great first season, we are expanding. And we are looking for uh, to add a team member to the, the podcast team. So besides David, uh, Iva, Jen, and myself, uh, we're looking to add a fifth person uh, to help with the editing. There's a lot of editing involved. And we're looking for someone that has either audio or video editing experience uh, to, uh, to potentially join us. So you can reach out to any of us if you're interested or if you know someone, uh, please have them reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to have the help. So. Okay. And the so dogs, are we ready and now? The dogs agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Iva, it's your turn to interview me and David about Universal Hollywood. Horror Nights. Horror Nights. Yeah, you guys went and did a uh, a different Holly uh, event haunt event right before we went to Disney, and that was at Universal Hollywood. So 
why don't you tell our listeners and everyone watching how was horror nights okay well seeing how it was your first time going of all the years in universal studios hollywood is right in my backyard the one thing i never attended in my life was horror nights at universal hollywood jenna's been to one no right? i've been two. to a few of them so this was this was along with boogie boogie bash horror howling horror nights was my first first ever experience but uh, for the record i did experience halloween horror nights at universal florida back in 2017 so keep in mind that when i went to hollywood i was expecting to possibly see what i saw in florida but um it was fun um the mazes were good um I felt um, not as they're good for the trademark themes that they universal owns. But if I had to say not scary farm had the more detail mazes, more scarier mazes. Um, I will say the Terra tram was something unique that I uh, never experienced before, but it was her first time getting off the tram because last time she went, she didn't get off the tram at all. So we both got off and hold hands through the whole thing because they make you get out of the tram. It's like a normal tram tour like you do at Universal Hollywood, which Florida does not have the tram tour. But then all of a sudden things start freaking out on the TV screens and stuff. And then it takes us to the era of the purge. And then there's a lady with a baby on the TV screen asking for help. So the tram stops and you see this lady with the baby from the screen outside but it's not her and the baby. The baby is a chainsaw. And here comes a group of people with chainsaws and they have you out of the tram by then. And then they come charging right at you. Keep in mind, kids, there's no chains on the chainsaw. It's just a bunch of noise that they go running through the scarier. Yeah. So um, I have done in the past Universal's Horror Nights. Um, the first time I went, they were still doing the actual makeup. They weren't in masks. And when I, the first time I did it, I actually went through one maze. And again, they, they did a great job. And then kind of like year, as the years progressed, I don't know if it's just like the fundings or what it is, but I've noticed that on, um, the scare actors aren't wearing like they're not in makeup they're in masks and for me that kind of just takes away from it of like that scare factor because it's like okay now you're just saying that it's like halloween you go out there and you get you know you see these different masks i mean they still got me even with me not going in any mazes i i'd still had a couple of the scare actors get me because they're you know they still roam in the different areas but this year when we did it it was just it was almost like it was a regular day like the night yeah. from the from the day wasn't really that much difference yeah it really didn't feel <clears throat> like horror nights at all when i walked through there it felt like it was a regular day in the park yeah you hear the halloween music and all the stuff but really there were no okay there from was what, from what i from, from what i was Brought, what I was told by people that have gone to Halloween Horror Nights is that the entire park is a scare zone like Knott's Berry Farm is on their haunt. And we didn't see that this year. 
Now it's either A, because there's just not enough people applying for jobs or working to be scare actors, but they only had two scare zones. One over by uh, the French Pavilion, where Secret Life of Pets is, and then in the very front entrance of the main street of Universal. That's where they allocate. But even in those areas, they only had like five scare actors. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't real scary at all. Like, like I said, they, they're for them being known. Universal being known for the horror movies. It was kind of like you're expecting more, and it's you go in there and you're kind of like, oh, I. Okay, so what's the difference between the day and the night? Like, there wasn't much of a difference, and I don't know if it was just our like their opening weekend, and they just didn't have enough staff. Or what? I mean, I still I still like Universal. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but I just noticed it's just kind of like something's going on. It seems to be downgrading. Yeah, they they're seem trying to, be to go down, with Disney. It seems like every year they're downgrading. It's like becoming more family friendly, like Disney in a way. But it is nothing like Florida. When I went to Florida's Horror Nights, that scared the crap out of me. They had scare actors all over the place. And I didn't get to go do the mazes in Florida, but they were probably almost maybe about the same or probably even better quality than what I saw in Hollywood. But Hollywood, I kind of left disappointed. I felt like Fright Fest at Magic Mountain was more scarier than what I saw at Horror Nights. And I don't like being negative on a park. It's just that Universal, like Jenna said, has always built up with the scare movies and stuff. And they have a lot of good horror horror movies that they could really, really do some amazing things. I didn't see that magic in Hollywood. So I don't know. I've, I feel like when we go to Florida, we got to go experience horror nights down in Universal because I need to compare it. And then Again, you guys can tell you, me all guys, about it. I hope you guys are able to do it with me. So we've yeah. got, we've got some of our me- people that are joining for the meetup are going. So hopefully we can all go together. Now, you guys uh, talked about doing the terror tram and Purge was uh, a stop. Is that the only stop that they did on the tram or were there other ones? It was cool because you got off once. You first walked through Psycho area, the Bates Motel to the Psycho house. You literally walk through there, through the, you actually walk on the platform, basically the platform yeah. of the hotel. And they have like these walls up and they have like all these like gruesome scenes and stuff from from throughout the hotel area then you walk up to the cycle and then all of a sudden norman bates is standing right there on the front porch doing pictures doing pictures (laughs) but then you walk past the psycho house and they still have it andrew they still have the war of the worlds this plane disaster site from the movie and you literally and you literally walk through that through the destroyed homes you see the airplane and all the purge people are sitting there with their masks like they do in the movie the chainsaws their weapons and they're looking like they're ready to hunt yeah, but you down they didn't do the chainsaws throughout the maze it was when you first came in and then when you go out and i have a big thing about the chainsaws i don't like the chainsaws i know they don't have the blades on them or the chains on them. It's just the sound of it. It freaks me out. Juno was making chainsaw sounds for you. <laughs> hey, Juno is Juno's trying to make me play with his ball right now. So <laughs> he sounded like he was doing the chainsaw, the chainsaw sound. sound. Of <laughs> like, he, he, he's trying to help out. He's trying right? to help out. <laughs> with David doing the live uh, feed of it, you could like 
one of the scare actors at like literally came up with the chainsaw right between my legs and i'm just like okay i'm not moving i'm not i'm not moving i'm not moving i'm not reacting and he kind of like was like okay forget it like and then he moved on but it was just like that i don't like chainsaws i could do everything else i don't like chainsaws so to I, me, I, I focus with my phone in front of me and just doing what a camera oh, yeah. does. <laughs> like so. hearing about the terror tram because it's been years since I've done horror nights in Hollywood. I've mainly done it in Orlando recently, and the, ter- the the tram itself, the tram ride, is the one, and as far as I'm concerned, the only advantage that ho- that horror nights, or excuse me, that uh, Universal Hollywood has over Universal Orlando. The only Agreed. one, and so it's good to see that they use that great tram ride in such a cool way i've seen you know pictures um you know uh, friends of the show austin and mark they, they've been out in california this past weekend they went to horror nights and i saw their post their pictures on instagram with norman bates you know be, be posing with him and and going by the the set for uh for war of the worlds which is such a cool set as david mentioned yeah i mean it's it's great that they do that i wish they did that back when i went years ago but that's awesome now, Andrew, you know what, I'm, they, I'm going to complain about that. It doesn't have just one thing. It has two things that are better than Florida, the tram and Jurassic World. But we'll talk true. about that. that but we'll true. talk about we'll that, talk about we'll that later. We'll talk about that yeah. later. We'll talk about that Wait. later. Good point. Good no, point. But, um, I think they the, could probably extend the, the, it out The more. tram, they could, they could do multiple stops because they've got the Hill Valley Town Square uh, it's kind of changed now. It's not what it used to look like, but it's got that city view. They could do like, my God, alien invasion. They could do. Uh, yeah, they could definitely add on to Mars it. Mars attacks. They could do. Because I think it was what? Like a they could five do, minute they could walk. Do, they could do a World War Z where it's like zombies invading walk. the city streets as you're walking through the city part. But I, I see the terror tram could be a good expansion on some things of future attractions but yeah if universal's listening hope you take that idea and run with it so i'm guessing david it's maybe a staffing issue the same reason why you don't see a lot of scare actors in the scare zones is the terror tram it would require actors in each location and also security personnel so maybe you know post-covid maybe next year hopefully post-covid not this year we'll see it yes fingers crossed so but yeah i would love to i i you know, in fact, based on your description, when next time I'm in LA, that time of year, I wanna I wanna try Horror Nights in, in Hollywood again. Hopefully, it changes because it seems like yeah. it's getting it's decreasing lower and lower. Um, the mazes are great. There's nothing wrong with the, the mazes. It's the popularity just... of, of Universal for us has grown. Like right. it was really crowded. For, for well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Since Disney has done the whole reservation thing, even though they brought back the magic key, even the time when they were just doing reservation, there was no magic key. Everybody flooded to Universal because Universal basically said no reservation. Everyone can hey, come on in. Come on in. Yeah. And they were cheaper than Disney. Okay, so the one maze that I did, <laughs> the other maze that I did manage to go through with you and the group, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. That got me right at the end. So, um, at the end, a double whammy. Her and Sarah from Kid Doll TV. First, you see Frankenstein's wife, right? In the bride. Then you turn, all of a sudden, Frankenstein. So it's like a double whammy. One hits you one side. When you turn, you're getting hit 
the other direction. Perfect. She, she gunned it out of the end of the maze. She well, literally okay. went. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Sarah's in front of us. I'm with David, like kind of arms are hooked. And oh. I see Bride and I could see Frankenstein laying on the table. Okay. And I'm like thinking, okay, no big deal. All of a sudden, like we go to turn and Frankenstein just jumps out of the window. And I'm like, <gasps> and then I'm like, I hear Sarah like goes around the corner and she's like, ah, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I just like straight line, beeline it right to the exit. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm good. Like, go. I'm not doing this anymore. I've never seen her run so fast in my life. <laughs> never have. So, <laughs> so for the for the mazes in, in Hollywood, guys. So were there sections of the mazes where there wasn't much theming, where it's kind of just black hallways? Exorcist. Okay. Okay. So Exorcist. Yeah. Exorcist. Did I'm pretty sure you have Exorcist in Florida, correct? Nope. Nope. Not this year. Okay. So nope. Exorcist. It's like you're going through a maze, there's dark. There'll be some noises, some little lightning flicks and stuff like that. But then you keep going in. So it's like you go into the, the bedroom part and it shows the one section of the movie. Then you're going through another dark maze and all of a sudden you're basically walking in. looks like the same room, but then it's changed. You know, she's sitting up and she literally vomits. But then you're going through an area of the maze where it's just darkness and stuff. And then all of a sudden you're back. So it's like doing a circle around the big studio sound room with the same replica of the room, but there's different things happening through, basically from the start of the movie till the end of the movie where it showed the, 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 the pastor or yeah, the father was dead. Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein just kind of did where they did have like where it would be like the dark areas. They still had something of like uh, uh, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. So you could kind of like see like where the storyline was going. So those are my downtimes when I could kind of like regroup and be like, okay. <laughs> so, so what, what it's kind of commonly known is that Horror Nights Orlando tends to get a bigger budget than Horror Nights Hollywood. And part of that's because Horror Nights Orlando is more popular. You get, there's more ticket sales, there's more revenue coming in so they can have a bigger budget. So what tends to happen from what I've heard at Hollywood is you have some of that lesser theming, you know, black hallways or whatnot to save money in some cases. Do so. you have any other questions? No. Okay. You have any other questions, Iva? Nope. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the next part? Yep. So okay. now we come to the part where we the entire Coaster Challenge nope. podcast. Oh, are we basically, nope. we, we, are we combining both Oh, oh, Orlando, no, 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 okay. No. No. So, so no. your turn, Jenna. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andrew, you're on the spot now because okay. I have yet to be out to Universal out there. Is the park like is the park set up the same where it's the different levels? No, no. Or is it just one flat? It's, it's one flat, yeah, area. Okay, so are all the so all the mazes are all in within the same area? No, they're all over the park. Um, so the way the mazes work, and it's pretty much similar in Hollywood in, in this regard, is you know people wonder how they fit these gigantic mazes in these theme parks. Well, they tend to be in the backstage areas. 
Now, okay. um, yeah, now in, and I'm sure they do this in, in Hollywood too. In Orlando, uh, several of the mazes are actually inside sound stages that they use sometimes for filming. So they have okay. sound stages in Orlando. Um, and then other stages are in things like parade buildings, show buildings that are temporary show buildings, tents, they have, they have like permanent tents set up. Um, but for theme park enthusiasts, and you know, again, a lot of our meetup people that are joining us that are you know, big time coaster and theme park enthusiasts, one of the cool things about Halloween Horror Nights Orlando is you really get to see backstage at Universal. You get to see a lot of the backstage area and how big some of the show buildings are for the rides, like Men in Black, um, you know, and other rides that they have there. So it's kind of cool in that regard as well. Now, do they have the same theming as um, the Hollywood one? Like right no. now they have like the Chuck or they have uh, the Purge, the Chainsaw, uh exorcist so are they they do they have the same themes or are they two different themes yeah they're they're different themes so generally what's been going on in recent years is i would say about half of it is the same so about half the houses are the same kind of houses at least the same theme the same ip uh as between the two you know between orlando and hollywood some similar scare zones, but about the other 50% is different between Hollywood and Orlando. Um, okay. We don't have Exorcist. We have both, I mean, both both coasts have Haunting of Hill House, for example, which Mark right. was just talking about in the chat here. Um, do you, you guys have Beetlejuice, right? No. Not anymore. Oh, no. you don't have Beetlejuice. Okay, we have Beetlejuice. That's one of the big houses this year. Um, Dang it, they need to bring Beetlejuice to ours. Yeah, that's well, the other. That's the other thing, Andrews, I think you also need to tell our listeners and our viewers that is it just on the Universal side or is it Islands as well that they yeah, do? The, so, yeah, so because the nights, park's a little bit different. Right, right. Good question, Iva. Um, so Thank you. And just just to, yeah, just a real quick mention, just to finish up answering Jenna's question. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Bride of Frankenstein, those are both on both coasts. Not to say the same exact house design, of course, but the right. same theme this year. Those are common as well. So answer to Iva's question. So Horror Nights has been around for 30 years here in Orlando. It's a long history. Uh, first year was called Fright Nights. It was only for one weekend. So it's grown a lot since then. It's the first number of years were only you know two or three houses. Now we have 10 houses. Uh, for a couple of years back, I think it was in the very late 90s, early 2000s, right after Islands of Adventure opened to the public, they tried doing Horror Nights over at Islands. And um, I never went to it back then. I have friends that have gone. It didn't work very well because Islands, the way it's laid out, it's not as wide passageways and wide areas as Universal Studios is here in Orlando. Uh, so it was kind of a challenge to, to, for the crowds and, and also to fit everything in. So Universal Studios is a better location for Horror Nights. Now, when Epic Universe opens up in a few years, who knows? Maybe they're designing that in part to be able to host Horror Nights at some point. That would be cool. So there's going to be three parks for Universal? Well, there's there already four. is three. There's, yeah. there's Volcano right. Bay. They consider Volcano yeah. Bay a third gate because it's a themed water park. Okay, and uh, it, it is it is really cool water park, but but yeah. So Epic Universe is going to be the fourth gate. What will be cool about Epic Universe hosting Horror Nights if they do that? I'm not saying they're going to do that. Is there is again all this is rumored. Um, one of the lands that is substantially rumored for uh, Epic Universe is a classic monsters land, 
with Dracula and Creature for the Black Lagoon. So they're already going to have that haunt stuff built in. So yeah, I see you smiling there, Jenna. So, so. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a fan of the classics. Of, oh, me too. You know, me too. I'm not so much a fan of the, like the newer stuff, but I like you know the classic Dracula, Mummy, all that stuff. I always the black and whites, Vincent, Van, you know Vincent and all of them. I like those way better than some of the newer stuff. For sure, for yeah. sure. So so what else would you like to know about Horror Nights Orlando? Or- um. I'm trying to think because it's it's like so hard because I've never been there so it's like I don't know how the park is actually set up. Well, right. how much does it cost? How much so, does it cost? So, so let's, let's let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Okay. So Universal Orlando is technically two parks. You got Islands of Adventure on the left, and you got Universal Studios Florida on the right. Universal Studios Florida is basically like Universal Hollywood. Islands of Adventure is like how would you say it, Andrew? Almost like a theater fair, roller coasters, dark rides. It's much more of a like, thrill park. It, it's yeah. like California Adventure. It really is like, like California 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 When you say islands, I'm thinking like, you know, there's going to be a lot of well, water. It, <laughs> there is water. So it, it's there both parks, but both parks, this is Florida. So both parks surround a lagoon. There's a lagoon in the middle of both parks. Islands of Adventure, the lands are sort of, they're considered to be islands each, but they're all connected by some of them, a couple of my bridges, but mostly by land. So islands is in quotes, air quotes, but, um, but, but to put things in a different way, just for Jenna to help you out, because I realize you're not familiar with, with Orlando, which hopefully you will be in the future coming here, um, is there are a total of 10 haunted houses, uh, about five scare zones, two shows, and a whole lot of really cool themed food and alcoholic drinks. Okay, with so, the scare zones, are they yes. designated scare zones? Like there's yes. So you have just like this area, this area, this area, but there's like the in between are scare free, or yeah, is it like correct. not very far where it was no, all? No, yeah, it's designated scare zones. There are areas in the park where you won't really run into scare actors. They're the, the safe zones, if you will. Yeah, for, that I'm sure it would make you happy. Um, the scare zones this year, uh, some of them I think are better than others. They're all good. Um, my favorites, though, are uh, probably the, the, the one in Hollywood, which I, not to be confusing, there is a Hollywood section of Universal Orlando, Universal Studios Orlando. It's called Hollywood. It looks like Hollywood a little bit, like a couple streets of Hollywood, if you will, okay. or one of the lands, if you will. Um, and there is the, the scare zone is there, and there is, and, and I didn't name them, so don't go after me for the dad jokes. <laughs> the puns but it's lights camera action oh geez eddie's revenge and eddie, eddie <laughs> okay. is an icon character and it's just a really fun scare so it looks like a twisted carnival lots of scare actors there's stages with things going on special effects These a little bit clowns. <laughs> yeah, a lot, oh yeah there are some odd clowns in there yeah the other God. one that I really like a lot is uh, Gorewood, <laughs> Gorewood Forest, which is in the Central Park section of, of Universal Studios. And it's all these creepy tree people. And the costumes are amazing. All these like branches for, for, for arms, the way they move around. And some other characters as well. Very, very, very creepy area. And it's kind of a narrow area to walk through so they can get you really easily. You know, the scare actors. Um, oh. There's the... There's three other zones, uh, Crypt TV. I don't quite understand that one, it's, it, it, but it does have 
um, uh, what's the, uh, um, Tales the, from the, this, crypt, the crypt keeper? No, no, it's not that crypt. It's not crypt. Keeper. Oh. Um, it's the, the, what's the, uh, the evil horror Christmas movie. What's the name of that character? Krampus. Uh, Krampus. Thank Krampus. you. Escaping my mind. Krampus. Yeah. He, the German is from German fables. Krampus is there. Or Krampus, how you pronounce his name. Um, then there's the 30 Years, 30 Fear Scare Zone, which is very basic. It's kind of the entrance to Horror Nights. Usually that scare zone isn't very intense. Uh, and then the other one that's kind of cool is called Seek and Destroy. And it's sort of this, like, like Orwellian. Imagine if we live in an Orwellian society with all these police controlling us and trying to tell people what to do. It's sort of that sort of theme to it where, you know, people are being controlled in this scare zone. And there's, there's not too many scares in that one. The scares are mainly in the Gorewood Forest and the lights, camera, action. So those are the scare zones, overview of those. Okay. All right, well, I got, a, I got a question for the three of you. So for David and Jenna, and then Andrew, how much was it to go to Halloween Horror Nights at each of the parks? So you guys go first. Uh, so with my annual pass, I get a free one. I get a freebie because I'm a platinum holder. I got in free because of him. <laughs> but uh, if you are a annual pass holder, you get a discount for a Horror Nights ticket. It cost me 69 bucks for, and that basically what she got to benefit. So, which I was not planning on doing. Like I came down here that day and I was like, okay, I was like, help his mom with some stuff. And he was like, you're going to Horror Nights with me. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I am. He's like, yep, you are. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, Andrew, how much is it for Florida then? So Florida, the tickets start at uh, basically right about the same price, $70.99, so $71. Um, looking at, um, and again, this is not from memory. I'm not, you know, so basically those are like, that's for like a Wednesday. Uh, looking at October here, Thursdays are $74. And that's the actual price. Uh, Fridays are $90, Saturdays are $100, um, Sundays are also very cheap for the most part. Some of those are $74 or $71. So it ranges from $70 to $100. Okay. Okay, so we don't have any current, any more questions. Uh, do you want to talk about the houses, the shows? I'm not real big into the shows. Um, okay, but, can I can, That's can just I not really one of my things. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's okay, I'd like to talk about the shows because they're they're pretty cool. Um, okay. Okay, so Jenna, let me ask. Okay, since you're kind of the interviewee here, let me ask you this: Do you like World of Color? World of Color. I haven't seen World of Color. Oh. I, I my favorite at Disneyland is actually Fantasia and the fireworks shows. That's what I mean. Okay. I'm like one of those. Like growing up, we would always do like the parades and stuff. So growing up doing that stuff, I'm like could care less. Like, I want right. to go on the rides, and I want to do just this one specific show. Okay, okay. Well, David knows World of Color, and I'm sure a lot of our audience does. I will hopefully get to experience that in the future, and you as well, Jenna. Um, there, uh, a number, number of years ago in the Lagoon Universal Studios, Florida, they installed uh, a lot of um, waterfall, you know, um, ejecting devices and, and underwater lights and smoke effects and all these different things, much like World of Color has it um, with Disney at, at California Adventure. Uh, and they do a, a nightly show and also some fireworks projection mapping on the buildings behind the lagoon. Um, and they do a nightly show just with 
the you know the normal everyday night, not Halloween. Uh, just it, uh, they show different little scenes and so forth on water screens. You know, like Fantasia, they show the water screens, um, uh, showing like highlighting ET and Transformers and Harry Potter, the various IP themes that are part of Universal Studios. So for Horror Nights, starting in 2019, they did it again this year. They do something called Marathon of Mayhem Carnage Factory is this year's title. And they retheme and retool that water show to highlight the various houses and so forth, the stories and IPs and whatnot of Horror Nights. And so things like, for example, um, the classic monsters they have. At one point, they have Frankenstein. They've got Creature from the Black Lagoon. And they use the, the water screens and project the, you know, that onto them. Really cool rock music. The fountains uh, are amazing, these waterfall fountain things. Really high, and they, they move around a lot. Colors, all different colors, LED changing color lights and whatnot. Uh, one thing they do at one point, they make the whole lagoon look like it's bioluminescent, like this really pretty like light blue color. Uh, something you see in like movies and so forth. Uh, it's a really cool show. It's only 10 minutes long. They, they play it uh, every hour, you know, from like 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock until like 11 o'clock or midnight, I think they go until. So it's a fun show. But that is not the real big highlight of the event. So, I'm, again, I'm hoping David and Iva are able to go. I know Mark and Natalie who are in the, in the live stream with us tonight. They are going uh, to Horror Nights. The other show is called Halloween Nightmare Fuel. And that is a 30-minute show, and it is in the Fear Factor Theater. So it's an actually uh, an outdoor theater with a, with a cover in case it's raining, you know, bleachers and all that, seats for everyone. It holds maybe 1,000 people. I have seen that show, what, I think now four times, maybe five times, and it always is, quote-unquote, sold out. It's not an extra ticket, but it's always filled. full, full. Um, it is a combination Cirque, like Cirque du Soleil, uh, dancing, music, pyrotechnics, like I've never seen before. You've got these fire dancers with hula hoops on fire, hulaing, for example, that's one thing they do, amongst others. Uh, there's a couple of really good illusion magic tricks that are done. It's an incredible show, like very talented performers, really well done. Uh, very, very popular. There's a reason why it quote unquote sells out every time. And they do that like three or four times a night. Um, and then, uh, that actually is one of my favorite things at Horror Nights this year. It's such a well-done show. Those people that have been to Horror Nights before in recent years know of the Academy of Villains show, which is what this show replaced. And I, I maybe a little bit of a hot take, but I think that this uh, Halloween Nightmare Fuel, this new show, is better than Academy of Villains. It's really well done. It's a really cool show. So, um, And then... We probably, we, just to touch upon the houses real quick, I mentioned some of the ones that are common between the coasts. The houses are pretty good this year. They're solid. There's no like amazing houses, like, you know, best of all time in my opinion. But my favorite house this year is one of the originals. So, so, so um, you know, we'll be talking about Not Scary Farm in a bit, but in Not Scary Farm, everything's an original house. You don't see a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or a Exorcist. They don't license anything. They make their own houses. Um, Universal Hollywood, Universal Orlando, some of the houses are original, some of them are IP-based. So the one of the original houses this year is called Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. And it's all about, you know, going through this pumpkin patch that's that's haunted and, and, and turned sour, and these pumpkins are killing people and devouring people. 
Uh, and it's so well themed, you know, very, very intricately themed. Like you feel like you're in this overgrown garden inside the house and the scares are really good. Um, and everyone seems to be liking that one the best as well. All my friends, uh, podcasts, other podcasts I listen to, it's the number one house. So. Okay. So All right. anyway, I want to mention that. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move on to the trip. California trip. Trip, trip. So, Miss Iva. Yes, Miss Jana. Seeing, seeing how this was your first trip out here to California. <laughs> what did you think of California overall? Overall, uh, nice weather, a lot of traffic. We ran into traffic, <laughs> uh, leaving Universal to go to Disneyland. Um, overall, I love the assortment of parks. I only got to go to four of them. Uh, but what I saw, I loved, and I definitely want to go back. Yeah, you'll, you'll hit yeah. plenty of traffic out here. Well, you have to come back because there's still a lot to see and a lot to do. I know. What were your yeah, favorite we, things you did? What was the favorite thing? Okay, so or we did. Favorite things. So let's see. When uh, David and I went to Universal Studios, and my favorite thing was the tram tour, obviously, because it was just so neat to go to the different movie sets and how it was very interactive, too, especially with Kong. And you got wet on Khan, which I was really surprised about. And then you had Fast and the Furious. And then Jaws. the other thing, Jaws. Yes, I, I love Jaws. And I wish that Orlando never took that out. I Same. miss Jaws. Same. That bridge. The bridge is still there. I know. Yes. The Falling Bridge. The Falling Bridge is still there, but they don't. it's just there as a monument now. Yeah, they are. Right. Which is sad because we used to go through that bridge. And the bridge would like, you would like literally like fall like it's collapsed. It felt like it was, yeah. Yeah, you went through so many different movie sets. We went through Jurassic Park. We saw a ton of the cars that they've used in uh, a bunch of the Universal movies, like Fast and the Furious, Knight Rider, um, Jurassic Park. All the all the Jurassic Park actually chain movies had some sort of vehicle that we got to see. So, and then of course, my favorite thing was going to Jurassic World and also doing the Raptor Encounter too. Of course, me blue. I got to meet Blue. Right. I got to meet Blue, and then David and I got onto the ride itself. And David peed his pants literally because <laughs> he, at least it looked like he peed his pants because it was just all over soaked. the front of him. Yeah, you got soaked. I didn't. Ha. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I got soaked. She didn't. It's funny about the Jurassic World ride. It no matter where you sit, you're either going to be dry or you're going to be soaked. So yeah. We got soaked before we even did the big drop on it. It was when we were in the Mosasaurus part of it. Everybody's waiting in the back, man. I swear to God, we were sitting in the front. And I guess when we dipped down, Dak made it where the water covered over the boat and right into the front row on our laps. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, and if anyone has not seen the POV of the ride, the Mosasaurus is the very first thing you go into with the ride. And it's swimming in this tank. And then all of a sudden its tail goes and flips you over the side. And that's when the water, water goes, shoom, and that's when David got soaked. Right. Nice. nice. Like, oh, great. Incoming. And uh, then, and then it hits the, hits the glass and the grass starts cracking and then water starts literally spraying out, spraying out, that's, which is a really unique effect. Cause you know, it's, that is cool. you know, universal yeah. with its screens, but this was a one that 
when it's cracking, all of a sudden water is shooting out from that spot. And I was like, that's a pretty impressive special effects they did there. So the disappointment was Rexy was broken at the end of the ride before we dropped. It was supposed to be the Indominus Rex and the T-Rex going at it together. And Rex was down. He didn't move at all. I was mad. Rex is pretty old. He was working when Jenna and I went to Universal Horror Nights. He was working, but he wasn't working today when Iva came. And I was like, darn, because he usually comes right out right as we drop to go after the anonymous Rex's neck. And it did not happen. So (laughs) You probably scared him away, David, when you peed yourself. (laughs) He could smell your fear. Right? Sure. Okay. So what do you think about Disneyland and California Adventures during the day? During the day? Uh, yeah. it, was biz- it was busy. I felt like we were going nonstop to all the attractions. Um, wait times really weren't too bad. We did the Haunted Mansion, which is awesome because it's converted over to Nightmare Before Christmas, which is something that uh the disney world park does not do so oh, i got a chance no. to see i'm i'm going to be very fortunate <laughs> and i'm going to be able to do not only the classic haunted mansion when we go to florida but i also got to do nightmare too and got to see jack and sally and the the famous hatbox ghost and the whole yes. bad thing is we broke down multiple times when we did haunted mansion that was the only bad thing it's it's never really they break down. It's just the fact that they have to load and unload load people. Uh, handy handicap. like the handicap. So they have special yeah. uh, dooms buggies that they can load in for wheelchairs and stuff. So it gets it just kind of gets caught up in that. So it's never really broken down. It's no, like you know down. you wait for you know five minutes for them to get it all situated, and then you're back moving again. Yeah, uh, let's see. We did Space Mountain, which I prefer Orlando Space Mountain to California, just because Orlando seems like it's it's more intense. It has more dips, and California's was more of just a bunch of turns and everything. So I I was not impressed with Space Mountain. Sorry, Rise of the Resistance. We got very fortunate to ride twice while I was there. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, as everybody in the group found out. So I'm sorry. I wasn't that hugely impressed. But I mean, for the the detail, though, that they did to the area was amazing. And also for how they did the Kylo Ren and all the, the special computerized stuff at the beginning of the ride, I will say top notch on that. So I'm not mocking Star Wars by any means, people. I'm just not a huge fan. I did ride it and I rode Smuggler's Run. So, but all the theming of the galaxy's edge area was, was amazing though. So, and I know my characters, by the way. <laughs> so, so Iva, I've, I've got a question for you, Iva. So since what? you're not a big Star Wars fan, so you've Sorry. not, I, I know you've not seen Pandora yet. We're going to be doing that when you're here in Florida in a few weeks. Correct. Right. Okay. But you have done Diagon Alley. I have not done Diagon Alley. Oh, okay. So, cause earlier you were talking about miss, missing jaws and all that so i get it because i love the jaws ride but you're you haven't yet seen the benefit of what it what it was replaced by okay so all right well my question was going to be especially not being a star wars fan what you think just from a theming perspective immersion perspective of galaxy's edge 
uh, versus Diagon Alley or versus Pandora. So, well, we'll have to revisit that question yes. in a few weeks. Okay, got no, it, got it. The last time I was at Universal in Florida was right after the original stage of the uh, Harry Potter first opened up. So I've done mm-hmm. the castle, the Forbidden Frontier, uh, the Forbidden Adventure in uh, the castle, and I'd done uh, Flight of the Hippogriff. I had okay. never had a chance to do Diagon Alley or any of that stuff. Agreed, sir. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, when you talk yeah. about Florida, but I was just curious what your perspective was. But okay. Yeah, so, but going back to Disneyland, though, yeah. the one ride that I recommend that if you want a one and done ride, it's the Matterhorn. That thing, I tell you, was the <laughs> roughest. It was the roughest roller coaster I have been on, and I felt like I had to get a, a chiropractor after I got done with that ride. My back yeah. hurts so you bad. Gotta keep, you got to keep in mind, though, that's one of the very the originals. No, and it, it is, is the first. Yeah, yeah. It, and it is literally the built original. into the mat into that Matterhorn. So it's the mountain. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no way for them to like redo that track unless they yeah. totally disassemble the whole Matterhorn, which they yeah. will never do. <laughs> yeah, sadly, it's just like Volcano at King's Dominion. You know, we lost that amazing mm-hmm. ride because it was built into the mountain. And right. so the Matterhorn, you know, they have a lot of people don't know this. Uh, so Matt, Matterhorn is, is, you know, you like you were saying, Jenna, is the very first tubular steel modern roller coaster built in what was it 1958 then 59 yeah yeah and then you know what about 15 not quite 20 years later is when space mountain a totally indoor coaster not subjected to the elements was opened at disneyland they've already redone the whole track for space mountain because it's a really old ride as well they they did the redid that track in 2005 for disneyland's uh what was it it's 50th uh, in 2005, and it's a great ride now, very smooth, but they can't do that with Matterhorn. To your point, it's built into the mountain. So mm-hmm. enjoy that chiropractor bill. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, but it's, now still, with- it's still a great ride. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I had to do it because of the nostalgic part with it being, like you said, Jenna, one of the very first Disneyland rides after the park opened. So um, well, but- we got to ride Gidget's Coaster. Gadgets, right. get it right. Gadgets. Gadgets. I call it coaster. I like gadgets. I don't know why. Now, you're outnumbered. It's gadgets. Gadgets, gadgets go coaster. Over in Toontown. In fact, we actually got to see the construction of Mickey's Railway. Railroad. Uh, runaway Railroad. Runaway Railroad. Runaway Railroad. Yeah. That's a big building. They're building across mm-hmm. the entire Toontown where the mountain. It was uh, like the whole back of it. The whole back of Toontown. The whole back is, of that Toontown. That whole building is for that attraction. So they're going to have to build all new scenery in front of that building when they complete it. But I was like, wow, that's a massive building for did, this for this ride. Did you guys get yeah. to go on Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, we didn't get no, to Oh, they're supposed not. to be redoing that and making Jessica Rabbit more of a oh, part of the, fam- the ride. But family friendly version. Yeah. 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 So, that was one, so yeah. You have to come uh, back up so you can do that before they change it. Just like Space <laughs> uh Splash Mountain too. Um, yes. No one's gonna be changing anytime soon. Disney's budget's been hit hard with COVID. So sorry. Sorry, all the people that wanted to have that change, but I'm in no hurry for Splash Mountain change. Sorry. I'm, I'm same here. Same here. Yeah. In fact, I still need to go experience Splash Mountain in Florida. But anyway, for California, this was the first time the whole team was all together in California. 
Mm -hmm. and, right. uh, although I say we weren't all fully together the whole time, but yeah, just know, we had a lot of fun. It was just, uh, just, there was a lot to cover. There was a lot yeah. going on and uh, between the mice chat event and not scary farm uh, between Disney Universal, Universal and, and Magic, Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain. There was a lot going on that weekend. I was probably we my never, most busiest weekend. Yeah, it was nonstop from the time I got off of that airplane to the time I got back onto the airplane. Yep, yep. Same that's here. What, that's same what here. happens when you try cramming so much into a short yep. period of time. I know it's intense. It's intense. It yes, and I were. Yes, and I were beat. <laughs> And I, if I but saw you, how tired you were getting, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I would not change one thing about that weekend at all. I had Absolutely. a blast with everybody, meeting Absolutely. Jenna for the first time and Mike and Kindle TV. So I, I loved it. I loved meeting Yaz too. I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed with the mice chat. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Andrew and Yaz missed the buffet part, but. Ivan and I got to enjoy Knott's really put on a good buffet. And I was telling you, buffet, 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 buffet. So it's still a buffet for me because I was excited that we even were allowed to have a buffet there this year. But that was because uh, California does not allow does not. a lot of buffets. Yeah. And so I was, I was enjoying that moment but the food was fantastic but i think what made it more special was dusty stage from mice chat actually took the time and sat at, at me and iva's table and got yes. to talk to us for a little bit in fact he even knew who iva was and they never met wow yeah. look yeah. at you famous i know famous all-star <laughs> so how now did he know of you did he know of you from your channel from wildcat coasters he recognized my name nice that's really yeah. cool now, I, I have to admit, though, the one thing I loved about Knott's and everybody swore I was going to turn into one by the end of the day was I love the boysenberry. Oh, you were a boysenberry. <laughs> I, was, I was a boysenberry. I had the punch when we the went punch. and did Mrs. We had uh, dinner at Mrs. Knott's chicken. We had boysenberry butter, boysenberry salad dressing, pie. You pie. <laughs> yeah. You, why your hair is that color, Iva. It's boysenberry. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's I'm the spokesperson for knots. That's what it is, you know. Yeah. Okay, so what so, did what did you, you guys ahead. what did you guys think of the maze, the scare mazes at Knott's Berry Farm for the night? Um Be better than Cedar Points. So <laughs> uh, so a hot take. So I'm a big, you know, I'm probably the biggest haunt fan here. Of all, all four of us, I know Jenna. You're probably on the other side, on the other end of the spectrum. Um, and I've been to a lot of theme park haunts, your Cedar Fairs, your your Fright Fest at Six Flags. Obviously, Horror Nights we've talked about. I've been there. I've been independent haunts, and I love Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. It's it's a lot of fun. I've gone a bunch of times. Always have a freaking fear pass for the whole season. Um, but. Going to Not Scary Farm with, with you guys, I had been there four years ago. I'd been there a few years prior, been there a few times. But having it fresh in my mind and having gone to Horror Nights so much here in Orlando, I love Horror Nights, but Not Scary Farm is where it's at. And their mazes, yeah, they're not, again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Beetlejuice, they're not IP. They're all originals, which is actually impressive for all that, um, how that creative 
you know, Jeff Tucker and the team at Knott's Berry Farm to create all that stuff on their own. But the mazes, they're, 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 a lot of them are big mazes. They're long mm-hmm. and they're yeah. so well themed. The special effects, the, the scare actors on the, on the wires coming down at you and all the scares are really good in general. And just the theming, um, Hard Nights is great, but Not Scary Farm is scarier and edgier and more scare actors, the whole park being a scare zone. Um, I, I, my favorite is still Not Scary Farm. It still is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, for those Ohio people that are tuning in right now, a lot of you have attended Haunt at Cedar Point and at Keynes Island. And I will tell you, the one thing that I noticed with Scary Farm is that Cedar Fair tends to use a lot of the same haunt trails and mazes names all throughout the chain. Scary Farm did not do that. We didn't have like corn stalkers. We didn't have deprivation. We didn't have a uh, wolf pack or anything like that. Everything that was at Not Scary Farm was specific to just that park. And it wasn't like my favorite was still the depths where we went in, into the undersea uh, ship and had the octopus and the sirens. That was my favorite thing. But the one thing that I loved that Knott's did that kicked it off was when they released all the scare actors out onto the ghost town into the midways that we opened those doors right after we got out of our dinner and they just flooded in. That was my favorite thing about it. Knott's Berry Farm, just like I I told Iva when we were approaching Knott's Berry Farm, I gave her a heads up. I said, you're going to notice when you walk into Knott's Berry Farm, this is no ordinary Cedar Fair Park. Nope. Cedar Fair is not making it run like all the other Cedar Fair Parks. That's why I said when I went to Kings Island, Carowinds, Kings Dominion, Cedar Point, California's Great America, I was noticing different atmosphere. But when you go to Knott's, Cedar Fair did a good job, and I think it was part of the agreement when they bought the park, is that they wanted that park to stay traditionally how it was, how the Knott family had it run. And they did a good job. So They I, did. Knott's Scary Farm, apparently Cedar Fair is telling Knott's, do whatever you want, because that's basically yeah. what Jeff Tucker said in that interview. And you know what, folks? I got to say, and thanks to Iva, Jeff Tucker was nice enough to give us a behind-the-scenes tour of the show backstage, which some of our friends, Bernie and Dee, you missed out big time. Um, yeah. So, you know, yes, we yeah. actually got to go backstage and actually see the actors, dressing rooms, see the actual stage, because the show that Jeff puts on has this glass screen in front of the stage, which looks like it's an enclosed room, but the screen, the glass screen is used for special effects. So when there are people on stage and they do magic and stuff, it literally shows it through the screen. And really, when you go inside, it looked like plain box, you know, counters and stuff. But yep, outside, yep. it looked more different. Yeah. So, David, so, David, just to add on to that. So, the show that you're talking about is called Imitation of Terror. It's brand new. It's one of a couple brand new things at uh, the haunt this year at Not Scary Farm. Uh, and it is Jeff, Jeff Tucker's baby uh, for our audience and listeners uh, a couple of weeks ago, released uh, an episode with Jeff Tucker interview that I did with him. Really fun. Great guy. And he, in that episode, we recorded that. What David was it back in August, I think maybe July. Yeah. And I, I was probing him uh, about, Hey, are, what are the dates going to be? Cause we were hoping to be able to all come to California and 
here we are. We were able to do it. Ivan and I were able to travel out for the event. Uh, what dates it's going to be and, and what's new this year. What do you, Jeff, what are you personally working on? Are you doing, you know, Trap 2.0, which unfortunately they're not, not the hanging. But he said, I've got something new and it's really cool. And so I told David and Iva, you know, we had, and, and, and Yaz it was with us two most of the night. You know, we were going to have a lot going on, but we've got to go see Jeff. We've got to go do his show. And it was at the Mystery Lodge Theater. And it, it was a true Jeff Tucker creation. It was both funny and really scary at the same time. And, and David, you were talking about that glass. The glass is there, you know, because usually in a, a theater, you don't have glass. The, the, the actors are right there on stage with the audience right there. Yeah. Well, the reason why that glass is there is for the Pepper's Ghost Illusion, which is a primary part of the Mystery Lodge. And that technology has been there since 1986. I mean, it's, it's Pepper's Ghost has, has been around for decades. Mm -hmm. But the, the projectors that they use for that and the tech they use for that, it's been around for, what, you know, 40 years almost. And, uh, you know, I guess, David, you said you have never seen the Mystery Lodge show, right? Okay. That was my I, first time seeing the, uh, the stage itself. Well, the stage, right. So the Mystery Lodge show, it's cool. It's a good show. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of older tech. And when we, the show that you, Iva, and I, and the ads, we all watched, that with, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but the Pepper's Ghost, how crisp it was, the, the resolution of, of those of those ghosts and everything else we saw, um, that, you know, we talked to Jeff about this when he was so kind, as Iva mentioned, to give us the backstage, and David, as you mentioned, to give us the backstage uh, um, treatment there. He said, I asked him about that. He said, oh, no, we've upgraded all the projectors, all the technology, but it is such a well-done show with live actors as well. Um, so anyone who's going to Not Scary Farm this year, go to Invitation to Terror. It's not one of the mazes. It's not a ride, but it is so worth doing. Yeah, I agree. And the one thing I love, and I'm not giving trying to give anything away about the show, but I love the fact that it interacted with the audience too throughout multiple times um, throughout the show. And also I love the eighties vibe because I mean, yes. growing up in the eighties, yes. growing up in the eighties, we all could relate to the music, to the clothing. And that's all I'm going to say about that is just, I love the eighties part of it though. Well, Jeff and Jeff Tucker is a, as we talked about in the episode, we interviewed him. Hey, he's a huge eighties, back to the future, huge eighties yep. fan. So yes. So and we, I, again, and back to the future. That's where Jeff and I really clicked was, him and I, our love for Back to the Future. And I just love that series. I... So yeah, Iva, and again, you, you really, yeah, sorry, go ahead. And, so, and again, the Coaster Challenge podcast would love to thank again, uh, Jeff, for his generosity for giving us the backstage tour. Um, you're welcome, Andrew, by the way, because I opened my mouth. And also, yeah. for being, and also for being a guest just recently on the Coaster Challenge podcast. So thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. And a quick backstory on that. So I had reached out to Jeff. Uh, when we once we planned this this weekend and knew we were going to Knott's and I said hey Jeff you know you know David Ivan and I and the whole team Jen as well we would all love to be able to meet you and he said sure I'll be I'll be there I'll be at the Mystery Lodge hanging out every every night so you know we you know the three of us the four of us along with Yaz we went and saw the show and we leave there and we go walking else, out elsewhere and I and I messaged Jeff and he says where are you guys I'm waiting at the exit and so he was waiting at the exit of the mystery lodge. So we went back over there and we were talking to him and, and then Iva, she's not, she's not scared to ask for things, which I had nope. awesome. We do that. And thank you so much. And thank you, Jeff. Yeah. So, and all the friends that were with us missed out big time on that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay. So well, Iva, Iva, your favorite, 
Iva, your favorite maze was the depths, you said? Was the depths, yep. With the so, sirens and the pirates and all that. And that, that was, was one of my favorites. Jenna, Jenna yeah. what was your favorite? Probably the least scary one, right? <laughs> that was the least scary one out of all of them. And so is I that your the favorite? Last... In depth? Is it... the, it's the depths. called the depths. The depths. The depths. Was that your favorite, though, Jenna? What was that your favorite? Have, yeah, that, that one was probably one of the better ones that I liked <laughs> being, <laughs> being the one that's the scaredy cat of the group. I did like that one. I could handle that one a little bit better than uh, paranormal. Oh uh, yeah. Paranormal is yes. pretty freaky. Yeah. yeah. David, this is David. last year. Paranormal. Yes. Last year. Yes. It's the David, last what year. Was your favorite? Whatever's going to replace that maze has got to be something that tops that one. So I'm curious. Oh, yeah. What it's one of the best. But, then, yeah, but, that, but, that, but the new one, the new one over by Accelerator, that was crazy. Oh, Mesmer yeah. is my favorite. Mesmer is Mesmer, so good. Car- carnival, like sideshow themed. Really cool technology. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Paranormal has that show at the beginning. Really fun show. Um, the, the maze was really long, it seemed like, at least. But not in a bad way. Um, yeah. And just so many cool, just great theming. Good scares. That was a great maze. Yeah. yeah. Well, Andrew, what was your favorite? Mesmer. I Mesmer. love Mesmer. I lo- yeah, I love Mesmer. Now, yeah, it's just like Mesmer was really yeah. good. Mesmer, I would say, was probably one of my top favorites. But the depths, uh, Jenna and I had this conversation in a future episode. But what impressed me about the depths was it was like a ship, but I felt like I was in a submarine. But I was impressed how the floor Car was moving. Room, how it yes. shifted, like yes. how it was like you were actually, and it actually on rocked like you were on the water. And, yes. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm somebody in my family, we're, we're born on the river in the ocean. That it felt so realistic. I said they did a phenomenal job doing the detail of that effect because that was pretty good. Um, you could get seasick on that motion. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Mike, Mike yeah, that's another a... one that's used to being on the water too, because he used to own, yeah. he used to have a boat. So, but I think his and... probably the newer ones, like like that mesmer, because he went through that. He went through all eight of them, and that was the first time he'd gotten to do all eight. The I, only I maze, the three. only the only the only maze I didn't get to do was pumpkin eater. Pumpkin eater, yeah, and I, to I have that. to say. And I, I want to say something to that. And I'm sure all of you guys are going to agree on it. If you got a scary farm, the best thing to do is get a fright lane pass because oh, yeah. y- y- that way you could, we got to experience, like David said, everything, at least David and I got yeah. to experience everything except for one maze. I don't know what the rest of you did, but I mean, there was no, there was literally no weights when we got the fright lane. It was definitely worth the extra. Not money. also that I, so, no, not also that Iva and I did all did seven of the eight mazes, but we rode every roller coaster coaster. Yep. In the right. park that same night. Right. So yeah. So, so for yes. those that argue about the fright lane pass, no, it's well worth no. it if you want to be able to so experience. worth it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So just to clarify on that too. So David, David, Iva, and I, we started off the evening together, uh, along with my friend Yaz that joined us for the weekend. The four of us were part of the Mice Chat crew. We were there for the Mice Chat event, which uh, now, David, do you now under, and Iva for that matter, do you guys now understand why I was pushing that event so much? Between yeah. The, yeah, buffet, the buffet was very impressive. It, well, well, not yeah, just the buffet, but uh, yeah, the buffet did. But, but we got else. to get into the mazes the first right. before or, half hour or, early entry. Because yeah. once the public started flooding through, 
the lines were definitely for the general were extremely long, but the freight lanes did help us Made get through the rest. Right. Yes. So, yeah. So you guys joined us for the first few mazes, I think the first four or so. Four. Yeah. And then, then you guys it, were, they were on break and you guys ran into the puppet show. And that's I when talk I, about Ivan, that. I, yeah, and Ivan and I needed to continue with the coasters. coaster credits because we didn't get into the park till two in the afternoon. And then we had to be at the mice chat thing by three forty-five. So we started at ghost rider, worked our way on the left side of the park, got all the way to Knott's Berry tales, but that ended up being our last ride of the day in the general park. But then we had to leave yep. the park to go right. to the mice right. chat. So, so basically after we broke up with you guys, Ivan and I decided to continue at boardwalk where Knott's Berry tales was and continue down to accelerator into the village, into Planet Snoopy, over by Silver Bullet and Sierra Sidewinder, worked our way around. And then we ended up rejoining with uh, Fernie and Dee and Sarah and, and Sarah. Jenna and Mike. Yeah. And then we ended up doing the back mazes, starting over by Mismer and all through that area as well. So it And was, then we met up with you and Yazin and we rode Ghost Rider at night then yes. for our final ride. Did the yeah, show. Well, we, well, we did the Invitation to Terror and then we did... Ghost yes, Rider. That's right. And, and Ghost Rider. So Iva, Iva and I have like this same patch in here. We both are big GCI fans. You know, like my for me, Mystic Timbers is the best coaster at, at Kings Island right now. I don't care about all your Ryan lovers. I, for, you know, again, that's, I'm just kidding. You know, we all have our favorites. It's okay. But again, I'm Mystic Timbers is where it's at. You know, Ryan is nothing special for me personally. But, uh, but anyway, so Ghost Rider been selling people for years ever since GCI did the redo on it because that was a CCI. Custom coasters, which is not great coaster, um, but but when when GCI came in, yeah. Great Coasters International in 2016, 17, when they redid and reprofiled that ride, it because I I wrote it first year opening year when it was a CCI, and now it's a GCI redo. That ride is incredible at night, of course, with a night ride. It's it's warmed up all day. It's running fast, and I remember looking back at you. After we got when the ride was over and you were freaking out, Iva. I was so. not freaking out. Well, no, in a good the, way. In a good in way. A good, you were excited. In a good way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay, you wrote Mystic Timbers when you were in Ohio and all and Kim and Mark and Natalie, you guys have wrote it in the dark before. I'm sorry, Ghost Rider at night tops that completely. Absolutely. It is it is a completely different animal. And that was my favorite coaster in the park. At yep. Nas was Ghost Rider. And we wrote it, we wrote it day Twice. and night. And I told yep. Iva, I said, you're going to see two different versions of this coaster. You're going to see a version of the day of its speed, but then at night, you're going to feel like this thing is hauling even faster. And we'll yeah. yeah. And now Kim, yeah, Kim, Kim Dykes is in the chat with us. And and thanks for joining us, Kim. And and yes, I know how much you and I have had our conversations because I just wrote Thunderhead at Dollywood. You know, you and I have had our conversations about how much we love GCI, just like Iva does as well. And yeah, Ghost Rider is is Thunderhead and Mystic Timbers on steroids. It's a longer ride. The pacing is incredible. It is it's so good. So I I I, I totally salute you on it being your favorite ride in the park. It's I agree. I I, I agree totally. I, um, I have now yeah. that one. No. <laughs> Je Jenna was no. not a fan of that one after our day ride. Now. <laughs> I'm glad so, you guys so, got to. I got. I'm glad you guys got to share your experiences of the mazes. But really, the person that was scared the most to write to go in these mazes was Jenna, of course. Right here. It was Jenna. So I'm proud to say she wrote. She she went on three of the eight, which is a record for her. That was one more I than know. I did at Universal. 
you you did the coaster challenge you faced your fears that's great yes but what was your experience like going through those mazes okay so when we did the depth one like it was okay for me i mean because i was just like holding on to mike and i had my ear pods in playing music i had my little crystal with me and i'm like just fidgeting with that had the mask on so it was like that okay they couldn't really go after me so much which we had talked about when we went to universal so that kind of helped it was like okay they kind of like would try to get it because we had fernie and d me and mike and then sarah so they would get fernie and d they would kind of bypass me and Mike and Mike's not one to get scared anyways, as much as everybody has tried, he doesn't get scared. And then they would get Sarah. So for me, it was like that. I could see what was going on in front of me. I wouldn't worry about what was going on in back of me. I have this thing of like, I need to know what's going on in my surroundings. So like we got through that and I was like, okay, I need a cigarette. Cause like, I'm, I'm good. I'm not like, freaking out yet but i need a break then we went over to the dark entities or entities uh one that was like across the way that one was freaky i didn't like that one so much with the the robots and all that stuff and the spraying air like i'm not finding that certain things i don't do well with and then we went into the paranormal one which for me, the paranormal thing kind of goes with my whole, like the psychic abilities that I have and being able to read energies and stuff. It really messes with me. And that one did. It was just like, not okay with this one. Not okay with this one. I mean, we got out of there. Mike looked at me and he was just like, you okay? And it was just instant, like, no and just started crying and sarah was like where was your crystal i'm like it was on the other side and i it, that just like totally messed with me and i'm like okay i'm like done for now like i need to get to where i can kind of like chill out for a minute and kind of recompose and i told mike i was like okay i'll try for one more maze and it was like nope every maze we were hitting after that i was just like nope nope no, no, we got to pumpkin eater one and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> but for me, it's just because I know like with paranormal things, there's a lot of stuff that goes in that like goes on during those types of invest- investigations that people don't really think about. They think, oh, it's just all fake on TV, you know, haha, funny. And reality is, those things really do happen. You know, there are buildings that really are possessed by spirits that aren't out there to be friendly. They are out there to hurt people. Um, however they may, you know, do it. And that's, I think that's what gets me on these types of things is knowing that in the back of my head, like, okay, I know what this is, like, what it really would be like. And I just, I don't see the enjoyment of it. Yeah, it, it's if it, if you, I, I think you know Jenna and I've been you know listening to you and David talk about haunts and some of our recent episodes, and you know being an empath that you are, and which I can relate. I'm I'm very empathic as well. 
but I can tell that you are very strongly so. And for someone like yourself that really gets impacted by these sort of things, it's not going to be necessarily be fun. Unfortunately, it's, it's, um, for me, the fun of haunts is I don't scare easily. And right. so I, 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 I laugh a lot at the haunts, just my own experiences, but also seeing people get freaked out in a good way. People that are there to enjoy themselves, uh, you know, friends that I'm with, or even, even just other people from the park that are in the conga line at Universal or whatever it is, you know, just, it, it's great to, to, to laugh at, at us having fun and people getting freaked out in a safe, good way. But right. for some people like yourself, it's too intense. And I get that. Yeah, I mean, Michael's one of those. He loves doing the haunts and stuff. Yeah, he's he doesn't get scared. He laughs at you know how at the different people trying to scare him. He's worked them before. He's worked at the Knott's Berry Farm. He's worked at Magic Mountain. So for him, it's just he he basically kind of was like my grounding point because it was a very much okay. He's not reacting. I can kind of hold on to this and know I'm okay. Where if I would have gone with somebody else, um, and I've had this in the past where I've gone with other people and they're just like, what are you doing? Like, no, kind of like get off of me. And it's like, you don't understand. And that was before I even realized that I was an empath and how these things affected me. And it was like, most people don't understand what an empath does, what that, that feels like for themselves, for, you know, another person, let alone themselves. So that grabbing onto something to have like that reassurance of like, okay, it's okay. I'm safe. I know I'm okay. They're not going to just, you know, try to scare me just to get a kick out of it. They understand where my, my, where I'm coming from. So. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Andrew, I'm kind of like you where I don't scare very easily. As you can tell, I wasn't one to that was very jumpy when we were going through the mazes and the areas and stuff. The one big downfall that I had it being my first time visit, and I was very lucky to be able to have you and Yaz and Jenna and Mike and Dean and Fernie and Sarah and David there was you guys knew the park. And when it went completely dark, and you didn't know where you're going was my issue. So right. I was so glad that I had a group of people that knew where they were going and everything. Because I'll tell you, when you got into Ghost Town and it was pitch black and you had that fog rolling in, you could not see anything in front of you. And I knew I would have gotten lost. Well, and Jeff Tucker, you know, and I have, I know you're now like, like David and I you know, were connected up with him on Facebook. Uh, you'll notice in his posts, especially this time of year, his tagline, his like famous tagline is see you in the fog yep. and the smoke machines at Knott's, I, they must have more smoke machines than all the other parks. And there are, especially ghost town. There's so many sections. Like I said earlier, the whole park is basically a scare zone mm-hmm. and yeah, it's hard to see more than a few feet. And then when you add in the chainsaw people, which I know Jenna loves quote unquote, and then you've got the slider people because a lot of the other parks like universal doesn't use sliders. No, currently. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the, the Cedar Fair ones do. Cedar Point yeah. uses them. Kings Island uses them. And I love Six sliders. Yeah. Ma- Six uses it. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. sliders. Yeah. Oh, I love them too. But when yeah. you combine the sliders with the smoke, yeah, yeah it's a great, it's great. I, I mean, the ambience of Not Scary Farm is so good. It's so good. So now you guys did not get to experience Pumpkin Eater, but you no. know, when we split up, 
you know, Yaz and I, you know, we're huge horror fans. We love our coasters, of course, but we're huge horror fans. So we stuck with the Mice Chat crew the whole night until we met up at the end with you guys, of course, as we already talked about. And uh, so Dusty Stage, Dusty Stage, the uh, founder of Mice Chat, who you, we all got to talk to that night, great guy. Um, he leads the whole Mice Chat crew that want to stay together like we did. Uh, he calls it the, um, uh, what is it, the Terror Walk or the... I forget the I forget what he calls it, but he you know leads leads everyone around through the through that smoke and everything from maze to maze, and we do the mazes as groups. Just have a big it's a big social a big blast with each other, lots of laughing, lots of fun, um, and we did all the mazes. Pumpkin Eater has been around for a while now. Uh, it's probably on its way out too. It's a fun maze. You didn't you guys didn't miss anything special? It wasn't say mesmer of the depths. Uh, but the other things that we did with the with kind of with the group is we all did a group ride on the Calico Mine ride, and that has some light theming this year for haunts, which they haven't done in a while. So they used to years ago, back in the early two thousands, have actors, scare actors, on the mine ride inside the mine ride, which was awesome, and chainsaws and all that. But ever, ever since they redid the mine ride, did the big refurb on it. God, you know, five, six years ago, whenever that was, um, they've been really hesitant to let the actors back in again because they could damage all the, the work they did. They spent millions on that redo. So what they did this year is they had lighting and special music. And, you know, they did do some things without, you know, risking, you know, all the work they did on the redoing that ride. That was fun. We did that. Um, Yaz did not want to get wet. So I went by myself and did uh, the... Uh, Timber Mountain Log Ride, which is also which is known as the Halloween Hoot Nanny for Not Scary Farm, and they've got some light theming on that ride. And that's a great log ride; it's one of the best log rides out there. So fast paced. Uh, and the other thing, the last thing I'll mention that we did that you guys didn't get to do, which I wish you had, was the Puppet Up show. The Puppet Up, and yes, I'm not going to say anything further, but that the name of that show I'm sure is purposely named that way to sound like something else. Um, because that show is done by the Henson company. Brian Henson now runs the Henson company as he's uh, uh, Jim Henson's son. And it is basically adult Muppets. It is dirty, very dirty, non-PC um, improv humor. And it's uh, a 45 minute show in the Walter um, Knott theater. And the, the nice Jack crew, we got VIP seating like right up front. We we're like second row. And they take uh, input from the audience and you can see the puppeteers that are not hidden and you can see all the puppets and they choose different puppets for each skit and they'll take input from the, from the audience and what they're going to do in that skit. And it's very inappropriate. So it's kind of like the hanging in that it's non PC humor, which is great to see because there's so little of that left in the world, unfortunately. So it's, it was a, we, Yaz and I, all of us, Dusty, we were all dying. It was so funny so funny so yeah i bet you weren't dying as much as david and i were at magic mountain when we went oh because of the heat wave because no, of the I, heat yeah. wave <laughs> yeah good segue iva good segue thank you yeah the fact that it was 100 degrees at magic mountain and but it took a toll on david and i when we went we both weren't feeling very well when we were going uh, to the park very, i was kind of upset with the park this time because they shut down the full throttle sports bar. In fact, a lot of the beverage and food stands was closed. shut down all through the year. And I think it's just lack of staff. But um, for them to not have any indoor seating areas for people to cool off in that 100 degree heat, that was wrong. And Six Flags needs to know about that. That is just totally wrong. If, okay. 
they could have opened up the full throttle sports bar to make it a cooling area where people can go sit down and cool off. No food served, but, but drinks maybe. But they should not make it where people have to sit outside. I don't care if, it's, if the seating is in shady areas. All it does is shades down 10 degrees, still hot as hell. And mm. Ivan and Oof. I had to leave the park early. She didn't even get a chance. She got halfway through the park. I got four we, coasters in. What coasters did you ride? So we rolled uh, full throttle, twisted colossus. Yeah. Worked our way full to the right. So the whole yep. twisted colossus area with Goliath, twisted, stream. Yep. Um, yeah. And full throttle. So yep. those that were, was you, you didn't ride X2 or Tatsu? No. By the time we got to West Coast Racers, it was so hot. We were both in heat stroke all at that point. Yeah. Oh. And, and we actually went into the candy store across from West Coast Racers to cool down. And I kind of got yelled at an employee because I needed to sit down and I had a drink with me. And she's like, oh, you can't sit on this uh, display. And I'm like, I'm not feeling good. Lay off. Yeah, David. I mean, uh, Mark is mentioning the chat here. I think, you know, David, you should uh, you should put in an email or something to to six flags to magic mountain that is not that's not good that's not appropriate well mark i got my wonderful six flags survey after every visit and trust me i laid it on them about the food and beverage because it wasn't fair we could not find any place decent to eat that was not in the direct sunlight and i'm sorry but uh, kim mark natalie you david andrew you guys knew when we were at hollywood nights i got sick because yeah. of the heat and yeah. I don't, I don't react very well to heat at all. That it just my body cannot take it. So the whole weekend we were there, it was in the high seventies, low eighties, and all of a sudden it just shoots up to a hundred degrees. I can't take that. My body can't take that. Yeah. So I, but my recommendation to you would be because you've got to return to California to do Mesa Magic Mountain. We talked to earlier. You haven't done World Winter Colors. Time. Yeah. So come in the come in the come in non summertime. Go anywhere from like November through April when it's not as hot there. Magic Mountain is is open all year round. So May. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm definitely gonna come back because they have a new uh, coaster coming. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on, but we can always come back and revisit this. Oh yeah. Just real quick, just one quick quick thing before we leave California. Uh, Disneyland, I want to thank Chuck. I don't know if he's on the live stream or not. Uh, thank you, Chuck and Chase and Michelle. Um, the, the Cole family, good friends of the show. Chuck is the only person, only guest that's been on multiple times so far here in just our first season and a great friends of ours. And it was so great to spend almost the entire day with you guys at Disneyland. Yes. Nice. Thank you for coming out with us. So sorry. Nice go ahead, Jenna. Yes. Nice. Yes. It's okay. If we need to do shout outs like that, that's fine. But I'm trying, I'm trying to keep this kind of like going because yeah, David's got some work to I do. Know. David's got some work to do, which brings us to the next thing we're going to talk about. So a lot of you don't know that David not only is busy with Coaster Challenge podcast, he also has a actual job. He doesn't just go around and ride coasters all the time. He actually might works. And one of the things some that... <laughs> And one of the things that his company, which is Burbank Storage, does during the holiday during Halloween is they actually decorate for Halloween with some wonderful decorations and and Christmas. And we have not seen Christmas pictures yet. We've seen a lot of Halloween. So if you guys go up to uh, David's Facebook page, he has been posting 
videos and pictures of everything that he personally and Jenna, I know you and Mike have been helping, had helped him. Mike has it. I have. Okay. Never (laughs) mind. Sorry, Mike. Never mind, Mike. I'm not giving you credit. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> Jenna. He's not here. He's not here. <laughs> he's not here. Sorry. So David, why don't you talk about how Burbank storage really uh, gets the community involved in Halloween and the holidays? I don't know where to begin on that, but um, we started five years ago and um, I'm just really quickly here. I wanted to kind of share the, um, well, I'll explain and then I'll share the video because I did a professional video for those that have never seen it before. So we started five years ago. It started by putting some lights in some bushes and put a few pumpkins out there. And then my mom has a big fascination for witches. So we had a few little tiny witches that lit their heads lit up and everything. Five years ago, it's funny because Facebook was showing some of the memories recently. And I was right. like, wow, that's how empty the gardens feel compared to today. But we started doing this just to, we like decorating for the holidays and uh, community started liking it too. And our tenants and our clients really liked how we were decorating the facility. So every year we were getting and more decorations yeah we were getting more decorations more like every year we spent about a few thousand dollars in decorations for both christmas and halloween and then my mom was like telling me she goes you know we should really theme each area of the gardens and and i said well okay well i've always been big fan of i was always a big fan of peanuts so i love the great pumpkin charlie brown i said well let's do a pumpkin patch in one section not necessarily peanuts, but we'll make it more like family friendly at first, but then it started every year getting more rotted, getting more scarier. You know, the pumpkin patch just keeps getting different every year. Then my mom's biggest fantasy about the witches gathering. So I did one section of the garden. It was all dedicated to witches where we had a great older witch with a bunch of other witches around a pot. And this year we upgraded that and now they dance and we have a bigger pot with LED lighting. And so every year, and then my most favorite, I love, um, so my biggest fear is spiders. I don't like spiders. Spiders give me the creeps, but I take my fears and I enhance it to something out in the decoration area. So I have this giant arachnus nest and people ask me, they go, where did you come up with this idea? And I said, movies, eight-legged freaks. I go, the cocoons, the human cocoons I have laying on the ground and hanging everywhere, moving around. I go, there was a scene in eight-legged freaks where they brought people, the townspeople down to the mine. That's why I want to talk to Jeff Tucker and say they should do a maze in one of the mines at Knott's because they can make it a arachnid, phobia, you know, type of theme where it's all spiders and stuff in the mine, you know, but so... We started doing all that then this year grew it more with a graveyard so i'm i'm very happy and then and then we opened it to the community the last few years and this year we opened it on october 1st and we're just getting tons and tons of people in fact i'm gonna have to scoot out in a little bit after this because i gotta go open up the gates for the community What's even scarier is when you has all this other stuff uh, turned off, but the motion detector ones still uh, go off as you're walking past. And I'm like, oh. You guys happen to be in the Burbank area. 
Um, we are open pretty much every day, every night from six to eight, Monday through Thursday and six to nine, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was a lot of work, but uh, zero cost. It's free to come yeah. down and check out and get pictures. Especially those that cannot afford to go to a theme park haunt event. This is a nice little thing for the kids to bring them down to. So, and next, this hopefully next week, we'll be passing out candy bags for the kids too. Wow, that's awesome. So, David, so David, I, you know, we've known each other for a few years and I've seen you develop this, this theming. You know, it's awesome. Uh, you see, even Eos, my dog loves it, um, for over the past few years and getting bigger and more extravagant. I only have one question for you. You mentioned Jeff Tucker and being them being inspired by you. When are you going to be going and working for Universal Creative Imagineering or you know Cedar Fair joining Jeff Tucker's team? When are you going to you, you got to go do that? That's your calling, David. This is I've already had two. I've already had two Knott's Berry Farm employees come and look at my displays. They work for Knott's Scary Farm too. One works as an actor in the Roaring Twenties, and the other one works. Uh, one of them does a lot of the scare acting uh, stuff behind the scenes and uh, just blown away by all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, let them come to me. Otherwise I'm having fun doing it on my own. I make my it's own a decisions. Labor of love. Yeah. yeah, It's clearly a labor of love. I know how much for hours that you and, and Jenna as well have put into it. So you, it shows. The oh God, shows. don't get me started on the Christmas tree or the Dang five foot spider. The spider was the fun one putting together in the Christmas tree this year because it takes a team of four people to, and me sitting on an 18 foot high scaffolding <laughs> as they're pushing me around, <laughs> putting the lights around, all that fun stuff. So it's talking it's about fun. dizzy. We have fun. Oh, yeah. So, so David. So David, so you, you know, you know, you guys are giving back to the community, you know, like, you know, like offering a free haunt, if you will, even the free candy for the kids coming up here. So, you know, certainly here at Coaster Challenge, we, we love engaging with the community. And to that end, we are, you know, very excited to do our first ever meetup here coming up in just a couple, two, three weeks here in Florida. You guys are coming my way. So uh, let's talk about that. You like that segue, by the way? Yeah. yeah, very, very creative. Okay, before... <laughs> okay first was... off, it'll be you three because I can't go, unfortunately. Right. Well, but... I, I, I extended you an invitation, Jenna. You know, you saw my for next time. So, yeah. For next time, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. can't do it because of work. School just kind of interferes with that, so... So, yeah, no, I totally get it. It's tricky when you, but you, you do really important work working in the schools and yeah, I realize you're limited on time off for sure. So, so Jenna, you are giving yeah. back to the community by being a teacher. So thank you for yes, that. And absolutely. David, I'm, I personally would like to thank you for your contribution to the community of Burbank. So job yeah. well done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of joining up with the community of our, of our listeners, of Orlando, of, of friends and, and of Orlando. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I live here in Florida. So you guys are coming just like, you know, I have a, you and I joined David and Jenna and their home parks, which also used to be my own parks. I used to live in Southern California, but now you and David and a whole bunch of other people, many of them in the, in the watching the live stream today 
uh, are coming out to Florida to join us for all kinds of fun. So I'm curious, I think one thing I want to ask you and, and David, and I know David's short on time here, he's got to go out and do his, do his little, his haunt there at the storage. Um, but uh, I want to know what is the, the one thing you're looking forward to the most for each of you in, in the trip coming up? David, we want to go first. I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that work you did. All that work you all did. All that work. Yeah. yeah. It's, not just, it's not just the holiday work. It's just this whole year, this whole year since the real, since, since things have reopened, everything's been in maximum overdrive in our business. And there's just been a high demand for storage. There's been a high demand in rentals. There's been a high demand on just everything. My mom and I are exhausted. And uh, this trip, I desperately need to relax. Um, but I am looking forward to uh, checking out. I'm looking forward to Universal Islands of Adventure because I'm looking forward to Velocicoaster, Hagrid's. <clears throat> in fact, I was a flight of the hypocrite coaster that's, that's yes. another credit there i never got <clears throat> so looking forward to that looking forward to going back to sea world getting on mako uh be nice to, uh bush gardens i've never been to bush gardens tampa so this will be a first never been to fun spot uh never done the sky flyer uh so there's a lot of things that i'm going to get to do finally in orlando that i didn't get to do back in 2017 and um but really just a chance to relax and just really pat myself on the back for one hell of a year. So. Yeah, no kidding. You deserve it. It's been crazy for, for, for sure. So Iva, what about you? And you not, you've not been to Florida as recently as David. It's been what, 2013 or so? Um, it's been eight years since the last time I went to Florida. So the first thing that I'm looking forward to is not having to hear you talk about Velocicoaster anymore. <laughs> Because well, I'm well, I'll still talk about it, but what I think what you're getting at is now you'll be able to understand why I talk about it so much. Yeah, and how That's it's such a dis- and probably how it's such a disappointing roller coaster because oh. it's it's gonna it's gonna suck. Oh. I heard. Oh, I'm sure it's, you'll be the you'll be the one person that doesn't like it. Okay, got it. It's gonna <laughs> suck completely. No, uh, but I. Well, but Iva, Iva, but wait a second here. Wait a second here. It can't suck completely because you're going to be wearing this super cool shirt. Oh yes. Yeah. So the well, first I'm twenty-four, too- the first twenty-four people, first first train at the meetup, we're all getting these shirts. So yes, yes. <laughs> the shirt, the shirts. I will wear the shirt because you know I'm supporting the podcast, of course. So that's Velocicoaster no, on it. Yes. That's Velocicoaster. So. No, but I'm looking forward to Universal. Um, there's stuff just like David said. I have not done, I have not done Diagon Alley, the trains in Harry Potter. I've not done Hagrid's and I have not done Velocicoaster and also the redone uh, Retract Hulk. I have never done it yet. So um, SeaWorld, I love SeaWorld. First of all, I miss it in Ohio terribly. I wish it never left. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to riding Mako and also going to Walt Disney World on my birthday. I'm actually going to be celebrating my birthday while we're down there for the whole week, not just one day. And then my first time going to Bush Gardens as well as David's and then also going to Fun Spot too. And we're also going to be meeting a couple people, not only our friends, our coaster enthusiasts, but we're also going to be uh, having breakfast with Lee Cockrell too while we're there. 
Yes, one of our former guests and a yes. a, a former Disney executive. Uh, that that episode is not aired yet, but we've already had the interview with Lee. Uh, Lee is uh, famous for being the uh, executive vice president of Walt Disney World, among other occasions, on September 11th, and had to deal with that challenge. You know, hear all about that and the challenges that he faced and 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 uh, um, and and took care of, and and you know didn't didn't get get him down. Uh, during that interview when we released that, but we're going to be having breakfast with him. Yeah. Brunch. Yes. Yeah. 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 I have a funny feeling. It's going to be action packed, just like California was. Yep. Absolutely. It's going to, well, it's going to be a much longer trip too. So you know, it's kind of being divided up into two parts. The first half of it, the first part of it, which is with the meetup and all that, we're going to be having quite a few people joining us also from out of state. We have, you know, in the chat here, the most, you know, we've got Mark and Natalie joining us. Kim Brooks, she was on the chat earlier. She had to go because she had to be up early. Um, we have got Kim with her kids, uh, Jake and, and Lily. We've got none of Nick's in the chat. Nick from Tennessee, Larry and Jean from Ohio. Um, I have some more people from California coming, possibly. Um, yeah, we've got Hayden as well coming as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we yeah, so we've got a lot of people. In fact, I was talking to, to you and David earlier today and did the did the math on it that almost half of the train that the first train with all of us with the same shirts on is people from outside the area that don't live in florida mostly so, from ohio go away yeah yeah it's gonna be it'd be a big buckeye <laughs> buckeye, buckeye uh, train yeah yeah so uh so yeah, and- yeah we all right, guys, that concludes the first part of our live episode. Uh, make sure to tune in next week where you will see part two of our lovely conversation about other activities that we have done in the past month. So make sure to stay tuned next week for part two of our live podcast right here on the Coaster Challenge podcast.